It's 28 January. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Crash and grab. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. This is the first time in probably 10 years that I haven't done my mustache. We were busy doing stuff before church today, and I didn't put my curls in my stash. So uh, I, it hides the ugly. The, you know, this is intended to do that, and that's intended to distract away from my face as well. So now you've got to look at my face. Uh, well, uh, without my makeup on, that's right. Okay, we got some uh, news from Israel today, from the Times of Israel. In World First, Israel approves cultured beef for sale to the public, which sounds like something I will never want to buy. Uh, permission for a new food product was given to Aleph Farms to sell its cultured meat in Israel. In the past, Singapore and the United States have approved cultured chicken for sale, but Israel is the first to give beef the go-ahead. It's like a big competition. Who can do the first of what? The ministry, maybe Saudi Arabia will do the, be the first to do pork chops. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the ministry said the approval came as part of a pilot program for alternative protein carried out by the Department of Food Risk Management at the ministry's National Food Service. It said that in light of the growing global demand for products of non-living origin, it is working to approve alternative food sources. In a statement, Aleph Farms said the ministry is a no-questions letter for its Aleph Cuts brand, meaning the product is safe as it's recognized as safe. Aleph Farms CEO Didier Tubia welcomed the development, saying the addressing common challenges such as food security will be the best way to ensure the prosperity of the Middle East, as well as other regions around the world that are significantly dependent on food imports with an emphasis on Asia. Now, my thought on these cultured beefs and these fake beef and fake pork and all these products that they sell is they're trying to make it look like the original. Why don't you just stick with the original? I, you know, I've never gotten this, but if you're going to make something new, make something new. Why well, try to make something exactly like something that we already have? But yeah, I'm not eating that junk. Yeah, and this is cultured. This isn't even like you know that Star Farms or whatever where they make the fake bacon and it's out of you know vegetable or something. This is like taking gross and making it grosser. So whatever. Just so you know that you can get cultured beef in Israel now. From the Times of Israel, Prime Minister rejected U.S. proposal for Saudi normalization in exchange for path to Palestinian statehood. Prime Minister Netanyahu reportedly rejected a proposal from Blinken that would have seen Saudi Arabia normalize relations with Israel in exchange for Jerusalem agreeing to provide the Palestinians with a pathway toward statehood. They are trying to shove this down their throats for the past 10 days like you can't believe. Again and again, I've seen this, and this is just one article that I pulled out just to let you know what's going on. Netanyahu told Blinken during his visit to Israel that he wasn't prepared to make a deal that allows for a Palestinian state. Blinken responded that Hamas cannot be removed through military means alone and that a failure by Israeli leaders to recognize this will lead to history repeating itself. So it's done. It's defeated, according to the United States, and you need to just lay over and play dead. That's what they're saying. 
Listen, Israel is taking care of Hamas one step at a time. They don't need anybody telling them what to do. Blinken came down to Netanyahu with the proposal after he received commitments from Crown Prince bin Salman and four other Arab leaders to help fund the reconstruction of Gaza after the war and support the return of a reformed Palestinian authority to the Strip. Bin Salman also told Blinken he was prepared to normalize relations with Israel as a part of the Gaza reconstruction, noting that he indeed is conditioning that deal on Israeli steps toward Palestinian sovereignty. However, the officials noted that this condition falls well short of an expectation that Israel agree to the immediate establishment of a Palestinian state. The only request to which Netanyahu agreed was for Israel not to launch a major attack against Hezbollah in Lebanon. One of the senior admin officials said that Biden's hopes of reshaping the Middle East after the war are completely linked to the eventual establishment of a Palestinian state, which means they will likely have to wait until there is a different government in Israel because Netanyahu is not playing that at all. Biden is all frustrated with them. Blinken doesn't know what he's doing. He's incapable of doing anything properly. And all they do is tell Israel that they're incapable of winning this war and they have to lay on their backs, play dead, and do what we tell them. It's just unacceptable. Israel was attacked Hey, when we were attacked in 9-11, we went in and we took care of business, okay? Now, we did the wrong thing by staying there forever and just letting it turn into a uh, forever war. But despite that, Israel has a right to defend itself and to go in and take care of the enemy that attacked them. For Mail Online, 30 Jewish families transfer out of Oakland Public School District after pro-Palestine teachers proposed draw the Zionist bully kids' activity during an anti-Israel teach-in. So this is their priority in school over in Oakland, California. Jewish families in the Bay Area progressive enclave felt targeted by one of the Oakland Teachers Union and the district at large. The Oakland School District publicly opposed the teach-in with some critics demanding that teachers who participate face punishment. Well, I'm sure that these are ultra-lefty Jewish families, and so they're kind of getting what they deserve just from a different angle. Anybody that votes Democrat and does these type of things is already making bad decisions. What do they expect? People are going to turn around and bite them when it's their time to be bitten. From the Times of Israel, U.S. says it's asking for clarifications from Israel over explosion of Gaza University. Here's how I would explain it. First, it started to explode, and then it exploded. And that would be my answer to them. I just, you know what, they went in, they were, they were using it as a terrorist base, they exploded the university, that's all I tell them. When it started to explode, and then it exploded. Done. Times of Israel. U.S. said to believe Israel has killed just 20 to 30 percent of Hamas terrorists in Gaza fighting. That's their justification for getting them to stop the wars. They've only killed 20 to 30 percent of them. Man, they can go on all day long and keep killing these people. Eventually, they will get them all got some news from Christianity. Mail online. Nearly 100 churches across Canada have been torched or damaged after activists lied that 200 indigenous children were buried under Catholic schools. Now, it was several years ago, and I reported on it, that there were children buried under Catholic schools. Come to find out that they lied about that. But the burning has not stopped. 
And so I told you something about this a couple weeks ago as far as these uh, churches burning in December, three or four of them. There have been 100 churches that have been burned across Canada in the past year and a half. Okay, that's unacceptable. But this is all based on a lie, something that everybody thought was true and come to find out. So in 2021, horrific story surfaced of mass graves containing Native American children buried under Canadian residential schools. After excavations failed to find any bodies, some experts concluded that the mass graves were a hoax. Despite the debunking, almost 100 churches have been burned or vandalized in apparent revenge for the mass graves. Bad stuff from the Gateway Pundit. You know, that's going to be coming to America. The, the left is going to start burning them, and, and somebody's going to say, that was fun. I saw that on the news, and I want to do that. And you watch, churches are going to start getting attacked over some small little thing like that that was a lie. Okay, if it was true, great, get rid of the Catholics and whatever. But it was found to be false, but we're going to see that here. It's just going to start, one little thing is going to cause it, and America is going to have churches burned. Mark, mark my words, it's coming from the Gateway Pundit. NBC edits Jesus from Texan player C.J. Stroud's post-game interview. I don't know if you saw this, but it just made me mad enough where I brought it up. The Houston Texans beat the Cleveland Browns in the wild-card playoffs. After the game, an NBC reporter interviewed Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud on the victory. At 22, Stroud is the youngest starting quarterback to win an NFL playoff game and has never been shy about his love for God. When NBC subsequently shared the clip later on social media, however, Stroud's praise of Jesus was edited out of his remarks. Podcaster Nick Jones took the MSM to task and remarked, look, I'm not surprised at this story one bit. Well, I am surprised. I'm surprised because the media just seems like they do not care anymore. They don't care about the perception, and they don't care how it looks. They don't like God, and they're not afraid to let you know that. This is what you can expect. You mention Jesus in an article. You make sure that you tell them. You know, suppose you say somebody at Publix, and they come out in the interview, and you say, I want to give all the glory to Jesus. You make sure you say, you are not allowed to edit that, or I will sue you. Get that down in advance. Because if you don't, they may not show your clip at all. Big deal. But if you don't, they will cut it out. They will cut it out from Breitbart. Pope Francis calls on WEF to promote far-sighted globalization. He just gets worse and worse with this every single day. The WEF aims to guide and strengthen political will and mutual cooperation, the pontiff told them, and provides an important opportunity for multi-stakeholder engagement to explore innovative and effective ways to build a better world. This is the Pope of the Catholic Church talking to the WEF. The process of globalization has by now clearly demonstrated the interdependence of the world's nations and peoples, and thus has a fundamentally moral dimension. It is essential, this is the Pope saying, this is essential to promote far-sighted and ethically sound models of globalization, which by their very nature must entail subordinating the pursuit of power and individual gain, be it political or economic. In other words, no more America, no more, everybody has to be on an equal footing. It's just one big global blob. Okay, to the common good of our human family, which means that a couple of people that are unelected will rule the entire world and everybody else has no authority and cannot seek any uh, capitalist gain. They cannot seek anything. 
that comes from within them that I want to make this a better world. You can't do that anymore. You're all just on the same level. No more of that. Authentic development, he says, must be global, shared by all nations and in every part of the world, or it will regress even in areas marked hitherto by constant progress. Authentic development. Americans came here, they developed, they invented, they did things, and the rest of the world has benefited from that. For thousands of years, they sat on their thumbs and did nothing with their lives. They just stayed in the same state that they were for thousands of years. Or China, they built a wall around themselves and just hemmed themselves in. But people came to America and we started to produce and come up with ideas. And the rest of the world liked that. And now he wants all of that done away with. All of it done away with. It is therefore vital that intergovernmental structures be able to effectively exercise their functions of control and guidance in the economic sector since the achievement of their common good is an objective beyond the reach of individual states. With his constant calls for multilateralism and globalist solutions to political and economic problems, the Pope has a natural ally of the WEF, whose goals overlap substantially with his own. The WEF interpreted the Pope's words as an endorsement of its Great Reset program and highlighted the similarities between their visions. In an article titled, Here's the Pope's Prescription for Resetting the Global Economy in Response to COVID-19, the WEF said that Francis had put his stamp on efforts to shape what's been termed a great reset of the global economy in response to the devastation of COVID-19. So the WEF is taking his words and they're running with them. We have the authority of the main Christian in the whole world to do this. From the Superior Word News Services. Theologian Rob Reiner, a.k.a. Meathead, asks, how in God's name can anyone who believes in the teachings of Jesus support Donald Trump? We got some news from the Mideast in Africa today. From Israel Hayom, we stand with Israel. Banner is hung in Iran. A banner reading, We Stand with Israel, and expressing support for an Iranian dissident activist who recently visited the Jewish state was hung in Tehran. The extraordinary show of support, which was unfurled on a bridge in the Iranian capital at nighttime, the large white banner with red writing read, We Stand with Israel, and Vahid is our voice, referring to the Iranian dissident Vahid Beheshti, who addressed lawmakers at the Knesset during a visit to Israel. Beheshti told the Knesset's Israel Victory Caucus, Soon you will have to deal with the elephant in the room, which is the Iranian government and you should not be afraid of attacking Iranian bases in Iran. This is the only language they understand. The good news is that you have an army of 80 million Iranians who are thirsty for freedom and democracy, who since 2009 have been trying to overthrow the government but have not yet succeeded because of the barbaric violence of the Iranian regime. If you support the Iranian people, you will see how they will lower the head of the octopus and we will all experience peace, Beheshti continued. So that guy, whoever hung that up, could lose his life for doing that. But he went out there and did it in the middle of the night. Good for him. Uh, You know, he failed to say one thing, the guy Beheshti that spoke to Israel's Knesset. He failed to acknowledge that Barack Obama purposefully quashed the uprising in Iran. He didn't do with all of the Arab states, you know, Tunisia. And remember that, the Arab Spring, he was all behind that. But when it came to Iran, he told him, you need to be peaceful and stop doing this. And they would have overthrown that government. But... 
It was because of Obama that it didn't happen. From the Times of Israel, Gaza tunnels stretch at least 350 miles, far longer than the previous estimate. They can't believe how many tunnels they're finding there. Senior Israeli defense officials now assess that Hamas's Gaza tunnel network is 350 to 450 miles long, far longer than previously believed. The estimate is markedly higher than an IDF assessment that there are some 250 miles of tunnels and an astounding figure given the enclave is only some 140 square miles in total size. Intelligence officials estimate that there are around 100 miles of tunnels under Khan Yunis in southern Gaza, where IDF troops are engaged in intensive fighting as they search for Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar and other terror commanders believed to be hiding underground. Two Israeli defense officials who spoke anonymously said there were roughly 5,700 separate shafts leading down to the tunnels. 5,700 shafts going down to these tunnels. The official said the IDF previously may have needed a year to detect a single tunnel, but is now able to do so much quicker as a result of the vast reams of intelligence gathered in Gaza during the ground operation. Finding details on the computers of Hamas operatives involved in the digging and discovering of a list of families that hosted tunnel shafts in their homes. Families in their homes allowing these tunnel shafts, among the other info they found. The official said the IDF has also figured out about the triangle system with troops likely to find tunnels below an area with a school, hospital, or mosque. All war crimes, and they find them under every one of them, a triangle between them. From the Times of Israel, I was wondering about this and somebody put out an article on it because I read that last article and I thought, I wonder, here it is, IDF, Hamas used over 6,000 tons of concrete, 1,800 tons of steel for the Gaza tunnels. They could have built an entire city and lived yeah. prosperously instead yeah. of doing the nonsense they're doing. They weren't willing to do it, and now I think they ought to suffer complete destruction while they weed these tunnels out. That's what I think should happen. The IDF said information recovered by troops in Gaza, along with the hundreds of underground passages that have been investigated so far, indicated that Hamas invested tens of millions of dollars, U.S. dollars, by the way, yeah. in its tunnels project. The Hamas terror organization chose to invest these precious resources in building a terror infrastructure used to harm Israeli citizens and IDF forces while cynically exploiting the civilian population in the Gaza Strip. And we've been funding this. The whole world's been giving them money, and all they do is piddle it away on stuff like this. Times of Israel, Iran holding UN Atomic Agency hostage, refusing to cooperate, director says. This has been going on for five years now. They just keep holding them hostage, and here we got another one of them. IAEA head Rafael Grossi shares concerns at Davos over frustrating lack of oversight granted by Tehran, as well as inability to visit Russian-controlled Zaporizhia nuclear plant. So they're not letting them do anything, and they're just saying you can't come in, and they're doing absolutely nothing about it. Zero. We got something interesting from Mongolia, and I got to tell you, this is really, really, really interesting. This is from the Albany Herald. Mongolia's new snow and ice festival sets Guinness World Record. Yes, 
the inaugural Maza'alai International Show and Ice Festival, which kicked off on January 14th. Though it's only been open for a few days, the event reportedly already set a Guinness World Record, most people to descend an ice slide in one hour. <laughs> yes, tell me that wasn't interesting. We had a guy sign in this morning from Ulaanbaatar. We were, I was looking at the, uh, the you know, the, uh, what do you call it? People log in and comment. I was looking at the chat there before we started. And a guy from Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, signed in. Welcome if you're still here. Okay, that was great. Couldn't believe it. All right. And he probably was one of the guys who went down the slide. Okay, Daniel 12 technology today. We've been going through AI a lot lately. We got some more uh, from TC. DeepMind's latest AI can solve, and this is really, really incredible to me because I wouldn't have thought this would have been for uh, several more years and they're already doing it. They can solve geometry problems. I mean, human brains can't do this. When I was in school, I had a tough time with geometry. I did pass, but I just, it wasn't my thing. But they have an AI that can now solve geometry problems problems. DeepMind unveiled Alpha Geometry, a system that the lab claims can solve as many geometry problems as the average Intel Mathematical Olympiad gold medalist. Whoever that is, who's got to be a pretty smart guy in geometry, they can do it. DeepMind asserts that uh, proving mathematical theorems or logically explaining why a theorem is true requires both reasoning and the ability to choose from a range of possible steps toward a solution. This problem-solving approach could turn out to be useful in general-purpose AI systems someday. But training an AI system to solve geometry problems poses unique challenges. Owing to the complexities of translating proofs into format machines can understand there's a dearth of usable geometry training data. And many of today's cutting-edge generative AI models, while exceptional at identifying patterns and relationships in data, lack the ability to reason logically through theorems. In lieu of training data, DeepMind created its own synthetic data, generating 100 million synthetic theorems and proofs of varying complexity. The lab then trained alpha geometry from scratch on the synthetic data and evaluated it on Olympiad geometry problems. Olympiad geometry problems are based on diagrams that need constructs to be added before they can be solved, such as points, lines, or circles. Applied to these problems, alpha geometry's neural model predicts which constructs might be useful to add predictions that alpha geometry's symbolic engine uses to make deductions about the diagrams to identify like solutions. The results of alpha geometry's problem solving are likely to fuel the long-running debate over whether AI systems should be built on symbol manipulation, that is, manipulating symbols that represent knowledge using rules, or the ostensibly more brain-like neural networks. Well, they're finding out that the uh, symbol manipulation is actually very valuable in some ways. That, to me, is incredible, that it can actually reason out geometry. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues noted in the book of Revelation. From Zero Hedge, COVID-19 shots linked to autism in vaccinated rats. 
A study from Turkey discovered that female rats injected with mRNA COVID-19 vaccines gave birth to offspring exhibiting symptoms of autism and lower neuronal counts in the brain. The peer-reviewed study published in the Neurochemical Research Journal examined the links between COVID-19 mRNA vaccines and neurodevelopmental disorders with a focus on autism. It analyzed the offspring of pregnant rats injected with Pfizer's mRNA COVID-19 vaccines during gestation. Researchers found that the vaccines had a profound impact on key neurodevelopmental pathways, with the male offspring exhibiting pronounced autism-like behaviors characterized by a marked reduction in social interaction and repetitive patterns of behavior. Furthermore, there was a substantial decrease in neuronal counts in critical brain regions, indicating potential neurodegeneration or altered neurodevelopment. Male rats also demonstrated impaired motor performance evidenced by reduced coordination and agility. Now, we can be thankful that humans aren't rats because that was a study done on rats. From Zero Hedge, CDC drafted alert for myocarditis and COVID-19 vaccines, but never sent it. In May 2021, CDC officials drafted an alert on myocarditis and the two most widely used COVID-19 shots. According to the newly obtained document, it was titled Draft on Myocarditis and mRNA Vaccines. The CDC started receiving reports of post-vaccination myocarditis in January 2021 and either failed to detect or ignored a safety signal for myocarditis and the mRNA shots the following month. The agency also hid a warning from Israel, the country that first vaccinated young people who faced the highest risk of myocarditis. Zero Hedge. Journalist who attacked top tennis player for refusing COVID-19 vaccine dies suddenly. Morality is declining. Axios. Florida Republicans eye ban on pride flags in schools and government buildings. Thank goodness we live in Florida. The bill comes as Florida has proposed and implemented a series of controversial initiatives regarding LGBTQ plus people in the state. The legislation would mean that a governmental entity may not erect or display a flag that represents a political viewpoint, including but not limited to a politically partisan, radical sexual orientation and gender or political ideology viewpoint. Lawmakers had also noted that the bill could prohibit flag displays from movements, including BLM. Before going to Florida's full house, the bill has to get cleared by the State Affairs Committee, which I'm sure it will be cleared. From Live and Let's Fly, Delta Airlines says black should be capitalized. Delta Airlines is hardly alone in following AP guidelines in capitalizing black and brown when using those terms in a racial or ethnic sense while leaving white lowercase. But it is a policy that lacks any sort of intellectual credibility or logical coherence. The people roasting Delta for this are right to do so. So now if you're white, you get a small W. Anybody else gets a big B. From the post-millennial. United Airlines drag queen CEO accused of mocking religious exemptions to COVID vaccine. The CEO of United Airlines is a drag queen. Wow. From Breitbart, Maine bill allows authorities to take kids away from parents who resist transgendering children. 
I heard that they pulled that. I don't know if that's true, but I did hear it. I need to confirm that. From Mail Online, transgender golfer Haley Davidson wins Florida tournament and is now set to receive one of five women's places on prestigious tour aimed at providing growth opportunities for female players. (laughs) From the Gateway Pundit. Illegal alien from Haiti charged with rape of disabled person released by Boston court in defiance of ICE's detainer request. So what happens to that lady's rights? And everybody else that is now possibly a, you know, a candidate for that guy raping him. Yes. Small W. Small W. <laughs> from the post-millennial, Biden's HHS to spend $700 thousand dollars on inclusive teen pregnancy prevention for transgender boys mail online woke seattle teacher tells student identifying as straight is offensive because it implies that lgbt people are crooked (laughs) got some other news for you i mean you can't make this stuff up it's just (laughs) from the metro Conscription may be back on its way after NATO warns of all-out war with Russia. A top military officer has warned people could be conscripted into the armed forces after NATO admitted it is preparing for an all-out war with Russia. Admiral Bauer, chairman of the NATO's military committee, said we must all be ready for a full-scale conflict with Russia in the next 20 years that would completely change lives. The 61-year-old said large number of civilians would need to be mobilized in case World War III breaks out and that governments would need systems in place to manage the process. We are preparing for a conflict with Russia, but the discussion is much wider. It is also the industrial base and also the people that have to understand they play a role. From KPTV, now I want to see if you can get a common theme over the next few articles. All right, this is from KPTV, and I want you to know while I'm reading this, this person attends online. He's online with us right now, okay? He, I'll read you what happened to him. Somebody set up a GoFundMe for him, and I would like people to help. If you want to help, send me an email, and you can give him something. This is the first of a series of articles that all have a common theme. KPTV. Thieves use U-Haul for Beaverton crash and grab. Police are investigating after someone drove a U-Haul into a Beaverton business. This is in uh, Portland. Beaverton is a part of, yes, suburb of Portland. Into a Beaverton business and stole an ATM. The owner of the Martin Mail, Jonathan Yu, says the store is a family business and has been for two decades. Yu says he believes the thieves took advantage of the icy conditions, knowing the police would be slow to respond. After smashing through the front of the business and taking the ATM, the suspects fled before police arrived. Surveillance was able to catch the initial part of the robbery, but Yu says the footage cuts out because of the impact of the truck. Just destroyed his his store just damaged it like you can't believe he's back in business but he is struggling the people in the community helped a bit it wasn't enough so somebody set up a gofundme please help this guy from zero hedge washington democrats want to make armed self-defense illegal at dangerous bus stops okay 
While violent criminals in Seattle have no compunction about carrying weapons wherever they go, Washington Democrats want to strip law-abiding citizens of the ability to match force in self-defense in various public places. Their newest bill bans weapons, including legally purchased guns and knives at bus stops and transit centers. So you will be helpless when they're robbing you. That's what they want. Zero hedge. Food deserts rise in Democrat-run cities as grocers leave in droves. Democrat-controlled cities across the nation are experiencing consequences for their terrible criminal prosecution policies. Democrats have argued for the past couple years that crime rates are falling in the United States compared to previous decades. But this does not seem to be represented on the streets as retailers in numerous metro areas are closing up shop after many years of operations due to increasing theft. If crime rates are falling, why are so many businesses leaving blue areas? Boston has been bleeding retailers in recent months, with companies like Walgreens closing down four stores in a single year. Residents and officials are outraged, arguing that these companies have a civic duty to stay and service communities in need. They're not making any money, they're being ripped blind, and they say you must stay. It's estimated that Massachusetts retailers are losing more than $2 billion per year to criminal theft. The series of closures in Boston is similar to San Francisco, with some neighborhoods slowly but surely losing nearby access to grocers. Companies have, in some cases, tried to hide the reason for shutting down high crime by suggesting that they are improving the area by opening up land for development. But locals know the real cause. Crime is not falling at all in leftist-run cities. Crime rates rely on reports and arrests. If leftist officials are making policies which discourage arrests and reporting, then crime rates go down. It's like magic. Due to changes in the way data is being collected by the FBI, now listen to this, during the COVID years, many major cities are not actually required to provide full crime rate info until 2024-2025. I wonder why. And quite a few are taking advantage. At least 30% of the cities are not even reporting crime. San Francisco will not be reporting crime stats until 2020. Five. This means that when Democrats argue the crime is going down, ostensibly because of their leadership, this is based on a false and incomplete picture of the data. Lack of data is also coupled with lack of arrests, lack of prosecution, and the consistent release of repeat offenders in blue cities. Lack of arrests and convictions does not mean there is less crime. They have rigged the system so that everything will be reported after the election. So if Biden wins, they can sweep it under the rug for him. But if he doesn't, they can throw it right in the face of Donald Trump and say, look at what you've done to this nation. That is what they're intending to do. This has been a pre-planned destruction of these cities to blame the next president or to sweep it under the rug and say, well, we'll just make a new law and put it down the road a little bit. Mail online. San Francisco's dying downtown mall loses its fifth store in a month. Madewell exit follows recent Adidas, J. Crew, Lucky Brand, and Aldo closings with 75% empty shopping centers value plunging from $1.2 billion to $290 million in eight years. It's down to about, what's a fifth of the cost? Mail online. Murderer she smoked. 
quaint Maine fishing villages that inspired Jessica Fletcher's beloved Cabot Cove could end up like San Francisco and Portland thanks to progressive lawmakers' plans to legalize all drugs. Maine Legislature's Committee on Health and Human Services on Wednesday last week spent four hours discussing a proposal to decriminalize all drugs. Didn't work in San Francisco. Didn't work in Oregon. They're actually repealing that now. Hasn't worked anywhere. And yet they want to do it in Maine now. The bill introduced by a Democrat, of course, from Newcastle, Lydia Crafts, would also increase funding for health care for addicts. They're going to need it. Oregon in 2020 became the first state in the nation to decriminalize drugs, but the experiment has been intensely problematic with a 13-fold increase in overdoses. What's the common denominator there? Democrats from Superior Word News Services. Ford shifts workers, cuts pointless F-150 Lightning production, meaning the EV, back to making reliable gas models. Yeah. Okay, who said it? This is kind of a tough one, but somebody may know this guy. One tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. George Carlin. I just thought it was funny. You know, he he pegged it. Go over drinking. That's what's going to happen, folks. George Carlin. (laughs) Okay, now, I gave... Les and his wife, Kathy, a challenge. I said, this is a common theme. And I didn't tell them what the common theme is. And I sent them all the Democrat articles you just heard. They wrote Lesericks. And I thanked them for their Lesericks, but I did not read them. So I want to see if they got the common theme. I don't think they coordinated either because she came and she says, I don't understand the common theme. Whereas Les came back and he said, I think I got it. So here's what they put out for their Lesericks. This is Les first, I think. Crime is up, morale down, cause of Dems. There's no guilt in the smash grab of gems. Liberal ways aren't good. That's unless you're a hood. They're the party that never condemns. Okay, so he got it. And this, I think, is Kathy. I think it's second, and it came in later, so I'm pretty sure it's hers. It's said that in Maine, one in five have medical trips and don't thrive. Legalized drugs won't help. They should rather eat kelp for their health and to keep them alive. Well, she just picked one of them and did it. So there you go. But Les did get the entire picture. There's a problem in this nation. It's called Democrats. Okay, let's see. Or something encouraging. Um, Izzy, she walked in today. Hi, Izzy. Isn't she encouraging? She attends the uh, sports school here in uh, uh, Manatee County, and she's graduating from there soon, right? And then you're going to where? You don't know yet. Okay, she's got some really, really big colleges that are asking for. We went to see her play this. Was it good? Oh, she's amazing, huh? I've never seen it, so I, I, I would like to before you leave, but uh, very good. She's a very encouraging person. And um, one thing that I would like to tell you right in front of everybody, and this is not to embarrass you at all, but I have seen many. This isn't just a small number. I've seen many, many Christian families that send their child off to a school and their child walks away from the Lord. I've seen this many, many times. And I'm never going to do that. I love Jesus. I'm firm in my faith. And they end up, they teach into them the destruction of the Bible. 
that it isn't inspired, that God didn't create, he couldn't have done it in six days, and all the nonsense, and those people literally walk away from the Lord, okay? If you're saved, you're saved, but the rest of your life, you are going to have a miserable life if you allow those people to infect you. So I would encourage you to stick close to the Lord. You have my email. You can email me anytime with any question. I'm always going to be available for you, but I would hope that if anything else, you would follow the advice of the banner that is right behind my head right there. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. These people are going to lie to you. They're going to tell you things that are absolutely untrue, and they're going to try to destroy the human being that you are. So please, please remember that. Charlie's little encouragement for you today, all right? Izzy's a wonderful person, and when she leaves, we're going to miss her. Uh, A couple ironies, and we'll be done. Most of you read this because it was put all over the papers, but for the five people that didn't hear it, it is worth hearing. (laughs) Mail online. Jill Biden speaks at school called Hunter High. (laughs) Mail online. Oops. Woman is left mortified after calling in sick so she could catch a flight only to discover her boss was on the same flight. (laughs) Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, you got something. You don't have to go to uh, Mongolia. You can go to uh, North Carolina and go down Slippery Rock. That's right. I've been down that. Slippery Rock in North Carolina. Burke wanted me to remind you, you don't have to go to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, just to slide down a slide. close to Franklin. Slippery Rock, close to Franklin. We went there when I was a kid, and we went down it. So that's it. That's your CG Prophecy Report for the week.